Evening, everybody. It's Friday night. It's 9 p.m. Must be time for another What's on Joe Biden Times team stream. Time stream. Well, I mean, aren't we all in the same time stream? Time to time to get to meta again with our background music. Oh, yeah. You know, I've been thinking about where we're going and where we've been. <laughs> Drifting through the ozone and the E zone. What, what's the point of it all? And the <laughs> and anyways, we'll be back with uh, that and more riddles uh, after you've listened to our kick-ass theme song. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us tonight, everybody. It is the What's on Joe Mind team stream. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. I'm your host, Mike Rizzeri. Uh Joining me here in the top row tonight, he's uh, the last man standing amongst the semi-regulars. Uh, he's in the same house. He's he's 15 feet away, and that probably has a lot to do with it. Uh, everyone, it's Rack Time Rod. Hello. That's the best you've got? <laughs> that's <laughs> you all. You lead, and that's all. It, that's it? Too much pressure, I choked. Uh, that, that you can say that. <laughs> um, uh, as we know, all know, the, the Honcho is off on a family vacation this week. Uh, so you can see filling in is codename Honcho version 2 down in the, uh, the, the bottom left. Live from the Toy Museum, uh, YouTube sensation, Michael Mercy is with us tonight. Hello. YouTube sensation. It's, I say it like you're a 19-year-old pop singer. <laughs> Although the Canadian part's right, yeah, I mean that that that's normal, right? That's where most yeah. that's it's next to uh, sketch comedians. That's kind of the the national export, isn't it? Musicians, who else? That guy who drove the the uh, what vehicle was that? The French uh, guy. The oh, I can't remember now. You're thinking backstop. Backstop. That's it. Yeah, with his banana pants. <laughs> the persuader the persuader thank you rob yeah and uh in bottom right fill in for joe colton at the very last minute uh she was knocked out by power outages and computer outages and it's been a rough day in the joe colton household so instead we just we just gave her the night off and joining us phil donnelly for articulated points hey yes the one and only biff mcconkey doc it's been what two weeks since we saw you? Uh, yeah, I think that that's about right. Yeah, that's uh, that is a Troy Troy McKee level of regularity. <laughs> well, when it's... you ask, I come calling. <laughs> there was some tears shed. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube tonight, thank you so much. 
uh, go ahead give us a like subscribe to the channel that's the thing you can do to help us out the most spread the word put us in all your 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 uh your social media channels if you're watching us on facebook go ahead and give us some kind of a reaction give us a thumbs up give us a heart give us a little huggy guy we love little huggy guy he makes us laugh and of course if you're watching this on recording do all those things anyway and leave a comment down below uh, we've got all of our other social media down there, so be sure to follow us there. Buy a T-shirt, uh, buy a mug. We got all those things. We got coffee accounts. Just do it all. Do it all. Listen to us and give us your money. That's the name of the game. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so uh, Mike, it's been a couple weeks. So you 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 were ta doing a project with us uh, that has not seen the air yet. But yeah, uh, that's not my name. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> me too. Turd Ferguson. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny name. I, I, didn't, uh, I didn't see your foam hat, so I just... <laughs> it's a big hat. Funny. It's a big hat. It's a big hat. Funny. funny. <laughs> big hat. Sorry. <laughs> You're okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I was just actually working on it. Uh, do we want to spill the beans on it, or...? Uh, it's up to you, man. It's your show. Okay. I'll, uh, this is the worldwide exclusive. I am working on... Uh, a week-long event for my channel next week, starting Monday. It'll be Monday to Friday, after school, after work. Cartoon commentary every single day, featuring uh, guests from uh, all sorts of different podcasts and channels, including the What's On Joe Mind crew. And we're looking at the five-parter, Arise, Serpentor, Arise. And the really, really cool part about this is that it kicks off with the guy who wrote the damn thing, Buzz Dixon for episode one. It, it's nice. uh, it was it, it's a he's a great get. Uh, Buzz Dixon's just yeah. a, a he's a, a fun interview. He's a straight yeah, shooter. Yeah, we we've talked to him uh, a couple times over the course of our of our show, and he's he's he was he was a, a true gentleman. Yeah, and a straight shot both times, uh, dancing that delicate line between both. Well, he's got he's just got a great sense of humor. He. He's very passionate, but he doesn't take the stuff too seriously. I, you know, I just, we always have a great time whenever we chat. And uh, it was really surreal watching it with the guy who wrote the damn thing. Like, so. you know, and uh, so <laughs> it was, it was cool. Like I watched it as a kid several times and it's just surreal as an adult to be watching with the guy who wrote it and going, so what were you uh, thinking here and where'd you get this from? And it's like you never think that's going to happen when you're a kid that you're actually going to be talking to one of the writers of the show or even one of the characters on the show. You know, like some people get to talk to Sergeant Slaughter and geek out and go, "What was it like when you fought the big uh, DNA beast?" So <laughs> it's a it's a great time in history where we can actually interact with the people who played a major part in creating our childhood. Right, right. It's a it's a it's a nice escape from. Interacting with the people who are creating our adulthood. <laughs> well, it's, they're trying to do the same thing with the same characters. So I, I uh, uh, somebody like somebody explained to me when the last time we had something new, new and popular, and and I think somebody uh, in our comments last week uh, busted out Ben Ten, and I really can't think Ooh. of something that was that popular since Pokemon. That was that before. before. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, that's almost uh, yeah. It's, it's, that's it's about thirty years old now. Got wow. longer legs, but it was it was before Ben Ten. Man, I feel old then. Right. Yikes. 
right? That's uh, that's uh, Stranger Things. That Pokemon Red that I've got sitting in the in the drawer goes in the, you know, original Game Boy. Which, hey, mm. that's worth money. <laughs> uh, not in the condition that one's in. <laughs> Just want to give a. Uh, I hope this is okay. I want to give a shout out to Hans Chow in the chat. There, he is actually on one of the commentaries with uh, Sergeant Slaughter's daughter, the Slaughter daughter. So he'll be part of that series next week as well. Oh, Hans wow. Chow, good very deal. talented artist. Yeah, good deal. He's he's uh he's kind of new to our gang. Yeah, good guy. Good he's, guy. Been, uh, he's been he's been a pretty frequent uh, visitor since since he found us. So greetings, Hans. Glad you made it. Wasn't he officially subscriber number one thousand? I don't know. Was he? Uh, he may have been. <laughs> I don't know. I, they don't number these these folks, you know. And and Lord knows the the way the the way that number will fluctuate during the week. I mean, we probably we've probably had three thousand subscribers at various times. They just keep they they show up and then they leave and then they show up and then they leave. So like, when you announce, this is why I never do like a yay we hit. 65,000 subscribers or something like that because when i used to do that um it would it would go down with every announcement it would recover quickly but it's like oh oh you have a milestone on i don't want to be a part of that yeah we we got that all the time on a movie channel that i do um anytime we were like oh my god 1000 subscribers uh yeah so, so do you get do you get that too when you uh, do your milestone announcements you know, we haven't had too many of those to make, so it's really <laughs> But it did seem to bounce around a bunch for that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we, we the, the that thousand marker was was something else. Uh, but I because I think we hit it three different times, and uh, but that was fine because it gave me plenty of time to do the little little special intro that we did for for, <laughs> for the event when it actually stuck. Oh. But uh, and uh, again, Biff McConkie Dog, you were here just two weeks ago. So what you done since then? How Not many, much. Disneyland <laughs> is that for? Uh, just just the one. But I am going again tomorrow. So you okay. know, get yeah, even that. <laughs> fair enough. If uh, if the heat breaks here, we might go to Kokomo. Here. <laughs> it's actually when I went out to check the mail. It's actually it was actually kind of nice out. So no, I don't. It was warm, but the humidity was gone. I don't believe you. Fine. Don't believe me. Mike, you're going to say something. Um, are you Biff? Are you in the Florida area? No other coast. Oh, okay. Never mind. He's, uh, he's out close to Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. Oh, Disney world. Okay. world. Yeah. Gotcha. What? Orange County. Uh, huh. of course that's also Disney world. So I don't know. <laughs> They're, They're both, both Orange County. Oh, man. <laughs> Stop! Stop with your, stop with your logical curveballs, Biff. Knock it off. Like they grow stuff in California. Come on, right. come on, get out of here. Uh, there's um, green leaves of uh, six, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say we get to it, gentlemen? It's a thought. I'm gonna need at least another forty-five minutes to stretch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll be in my trailer. <laughs> okay i think i'm ready right. <laughs> sorry <laughs> i try to be serious every time i'm on here but maybe maybe it's you guys i don't <laughs> we just we just let it ride man if you you, you want to stonewall us we'll play the game 
uh, what do you say we get into some community calendar? Yeah. There's a Comic-Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know. Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community calendar. See, we don't have thousands upon thousands of subscribers, but the ones we do have write a theme music. Oh. <laughs> so, anyways. First up, tomorrow, the Maryland Toy Expo is at the Maryland State Fairgrounds. That is from 10 to 3. General admission is $8. Early bird, $15. You want to get in two hours early. Uh, children 10 and under are free. Limit three children per adult. Uh, this news brought to us by Israel Wilkinson. So thank you for that, sir. The way that's worded, it sounds like you can take three free kids per adult home with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Isn't that what it isn't that what I that's what I thought it was. It's Three their take round. on the collectible vendor. Right. It's just, <laughs> just a big old big old kid roundup. Those kids kids need some lodging. They need some 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 pancakes and some tough love. Yeah, it's, it's the accessories where they get you though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's true. Are they complete? That's the big question. Never. They're what never kid complete. is ever complete? No. That's the whole point, man. That's the whole point. <laughs> That's all. That's what growing up is. You got to buy the accessory packs and the play sets. <laughs> College. <laughs> oh, Sergeant Slaughter Slaughterhouse asked the va very valid question. What happens if you have four kids? You make uh, a very hard decision. Right. Yeah. Good question. Sophie's uh, choice. I would say that you need to visit MarylandToyExpo.com and get the answers to those questions. Because I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what I will say too next next time I know it's great when folks send us stuff for community calendar please send a link <laughs> oh my god send a link it's it's uh it, it's it can it can make a lot of a lot of work go away if just there's the link in the email and that, that I can just go from there I appreciate the help but link link so Maryland Toy Expo tomorrow, 10 to 3. Be there if you're around Maryland. Get yourself a crab cake. Get yourself some toys. Get yourself a kid. Yeah. So up to three kids free. <laughs> that's there's there's no way that's gonna sound good on the replay, is it? <laughs> no. Just checking. Okay. I just want to make sure it wasn't just me. <laughs> it's not to all of us. All right. Yeah. Next up. Of course, uh, next weekend is Joe Fest, also known as the Augusta Toy and Comic Show, July, uh, June 24 to 26, at the Augusta Set Convention Center in Augusta, Georgia, home of the takeout. Uh, guests include uh, Michael Bell, Greg Berger, Arthur Burghardt, Keona Young, and many, many more, uh, including lots of non-Joe guests, too, if you're going for, for the, the toy show. Uh Check out JoeFestUSA.com if you need more details, uh, ticket prices, hotel information, etc., etc., etc. I hope Tommy Rich will be there. I don't. I don't know. That's where he won the NWA title, I believe. All right then. Yeah, for two days or three days. He <laughs> <laughs> was uh, one of the the obviously one of the great champions. I can just imagine Harley pitching that. Listen to me. This kid is going to make a great champion. 
for three days. <laughs> three wild days. <laughs> it's going to be wildfire. You tell mama and the babies. Through the end of the weekend, though, that kid's dead in the water. <laughs> Don't let him get to the end of Labor Day. <laughs> Harley race. What a, it's a terrifying man. I think if he told me to put the belt on my grandmother, I think I'd do it. One of the most, we always sidetrack into wrestling. Don't we? I got to throw this in here though. Harley got asked one time about Bob Backlund. Like, uh, do you, uh, do you think you could beat Bob Backlund? And Harley said something like, if he let me. Yeah. That says a lot about Bob Backlund. Oh, Bob Backlund was—he had chops, man. He was a legit. He's like Howdy Doody, Howdy Doody's head on a Terminator body. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. Supposedly he was—he was a very well-mannered guy. He was a very soft-spoken guy, but you just didn't mess with him in the ring. You didn't take liberties with Mr. Bob Backlund. He would he tear your arm off and beat you with it. He should be a GI Joe, right? Get him yeah. his bow tie. All American boy. <laughs> See uh, Diesel drop him in eight seconds. Yeah, man. That's what champs do. They're professionals. They catch I say we need a Bob Backlund G.I. Joe figure. He's even older than Sergeant Slaughter, so why not? <laughs> totally no-sell the Backlund belt on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> this is just going to be here for the rest of the team stream. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, get out, get on down to Joe Fest. Uh, Hood of Cobra Commander will be there. Hey, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they gave him a table though. I think they made him pay for it. Boo, boo, boo! Get that man a table. Get that man a table. Oh, what's Bob's code name? Bob's code name. Bob doesn't need a code name. He's Bob. He's, <laughs> Captain Backlund. Didn't you see Captain Maverick? It's it's Bob. That'd be amazing, Captain Backlund. <laughs> Captain Backlund. There's a bad the dude. Captain. <laughs> Moving forward. How different would a rise serpent or a rise have been if instead of Sergeant Slaughter, it was Bob Backlund? Right. He, he was kind of out of wrestling at that point too. They could have made the call to Bob instead. Well, he was he was out of wrestling for for a little bit there, and uh, you know he, he would get back in before too too long. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, what? Uh, I think they'd still be having that fight. <laughs> they'd still be going since 1986. Alistair Keffer says crossface chicken wing. There, that's oh, right. Yeah. Stronger that's right. than the Cobra Clutch. Tear your arm off and beat you with it. <laughs> We'd actually do that with a bat. Thanks to Matt Rubin, who, who only sent me a, a, an email for one of the days on this calendar. It turns out that the FX Vintage Toy Roadshow is like this week-long mega event. Like so a roadshow. Right. Uh, so as you can see, apparently they do this whole thing where they film it for TV. You can take your toy collections in. They're looking to buy. They've got all kinds of dealers set up. Uh, June 22nd through 23rd, they'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania at the Holiday Inn. Uh, 24th, 25th, Pittsburgh at the Courtyard by Marriott, by the Pittsburgh Airport, always by the airport. Uh, 26th, 27th, Spring Hill Suites in Pittsburgh. 28th and 29th, uh, Morgantown, West Virginia. 
again at the courtyard. I think they got to deal with the Marriott people. Uh, all days, they'll be open from 10 to 5.30. And you can check that out at fxvintagetoyroadshow.com for more details. But yeah, it's, that's kind of a neat thing. You know, normally you see these these shows, they're, they're two, maybe three days at the most. Uh, this sucker's just, it's uh, they're, they're just taking their party on the road. They're like Biff McHonky Donk. They just, they take it with them to the next town. Coming <laughs> to a PBS near you. Right. Just remember to speak softly. Because <laughs> <laughs> the other collectors are skittish? I don't understand. Yeah. It's PBS. You can't, it's PBS. Uh, Maybe it's PBS. You don't know it's PBS. So you just know they're <laughs> filming. They're taking footage for TV. Maybe it's Maybe it's for Vice. Maybe they're just cursing at everybody all the time. Ugh. Rather be on PBS. Well, sure. I mean, nobody wants to be on Vice because it probably means you've been arrested. <laughs> right? Anyways. Or you can't get arrested and they were the only ones who hired you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's the... Wait, wait one second. Come on now. That is a tell me you don't watch the show without telling me you don't watch the show moment. Oh, and we know he watches the show. We know he, he probably he probably wasn't he may not have been here for Biff McHockey Doc, but that's been going on for like what a year now. Oh, easily. something like that. Yeah. Easily, <laughs> easily. Phil is uh, Phil is Biff McHockey Doc. He is. Um, I you know I'll be honest. I don't remember how that came across either. But I, I think it was something Mark just threw out there one day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Isn't it Sneak Peek's file name? <laughs> the second one. <laughs> For that was the original one until Stephen King talked him into, you know. Right. Hey, how about how about my kid? Yeah. I just wrote you a file card. That's all right, Ader Galgan. That's all right. We love you anyway. Watch the uh, the the archives. It's in there somewhere, right? We Just usually, watch all of them. You'll find it. We usually put old Biff front and center, so it's uh, he pops up. Isn't there one where we did the thumbnail where it was like a card for you to get into what's on Joe Minecon? <laughs> it's a Yu-Gi-Oh card, yes. With right. Me on it. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Good stuff. I I don't. Uh, I don't have a lot of Photoshop skills, so anytime I can do something halfway good, I'm pretty proud of it. And I think that's it for community calendar. No, no, it is for, for community calendar. Yay, yay, community calendar. I'm going to play the theme song one more time. Because, again, we, we got people writing us this stuff, so I'm going to play it as often as possible. There's a Comic-Con or a toy show. What's on your mind? Wants to know? Tell Mike, Mark, and Joe. Community. Calendar. And remember, if you've got a show that you want to be featured on the community calendar uh, to drum up support, send it on into us at what's on at gmail.com. Please include a link to the show. Even if it's just a link to their Facebook page, please, just something. I can only Google so much. Only so much. So uh, before we move into the news, Mike, are you there? At uh, is that that corner of the of the toy museum? That is the carded where carded meets loose. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 
couple figures deep. Good deal. Did you, uh, Do you want me to open them all up right now on the team stream? <laughs> if that's what you wanted to do, I... <laughs> if, that's what, if that's your plan, I mean, set you know. them free. We'll be here all night, folks, literally. Yeah. Just, just be sure to set, set your carded figures free unless they're worth a lot of money. Right. <laughs> Spread the link on your channel. Look at the fool thing I did last night on the No <laughs> Mind team stream. All Get for likes. All for the thumbs up. <laughs> for the likes. The likes. I'd say, I mean, uh, Biff McHockey Dog looks like he's got you beat there, man. Looks like your, your bookshelf is kind of. Eh, there, there should be some sort of Olympic event in uh, like involving toys, toy collecting, because it, it can be quite competitive, especially with the whole scalping thing. Please right. don't encourage us. It's it's just going to make things worse. Oh, it's it's over. <laughs> I mean, it's over. There's, might as well turn it into a sport for fun, right? So someone someone's going to open them eventually. May as well be you. Well, fair enough. That's uh, surprised you... the History Channel hasn't jumped all over that by now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Toy hunt. I mean, aliens aren't behind it, so that probably explains why. Well, yeah, there's that. You know, no, no. It's a tough sell to, to to weave aliens into the middle of it all. So he's got to make his hair crazier. Maybe the Olympic event could be opening vintage toys and not crying. <laughs> the guy who doesn't cry wins. That man is dead. <laughs> like you're opening a beachhead, and oh, we see a tear in the corner of your eye. You're disqualified. <laughs> Look, man. Eventually, he's gonna he's gonna need that new O ring. Eventually, <laughs> even in the card. Is there a way to do it without opening the bubble? Like, there's got a teleportation, maybe someday. Just <laughs> oh. Jeff Goldblum, how that turned out. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this look like Baxter Stockman now? Why does? <laughs> Why is that O ring shouting at me? <laughs> Kill me. Kill me. <laughs> Help me! <laughs> oh, the original Fly is one of the great movies ever. Yeah, with Jeff Goldblum. Oh. Are you talking about the fifties one? <laughs> fifties. No, I know. Fifties one. Uh, so, so uh, I. Yeah, anyways, yeah, just go watch. It, it. The original is usually better, isn't it? Except for the thing. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't. Well, it's. Usually, in the sense, greater than fifty percent of the time, but I don't know. Some sometimes it gets gets better as it goes. Hmm. O ring, was that? If it's a beach and it was, I used to have a crotch. Oh man, it's wandering advises that uh, lighter fluid to remove the bubble without harming the card. Well. Great and all, but Ooh. Still, you still don't know how to how to get it back on there. It's the magnets, right? Ooh. I don't magnets. understand magnets. Magna card. So, uh, what do you say we move into the news? Do, 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 do. There we go. Who is going to give me news sounds? We just did. All right, I'm, I'm working on it. I got to find my button. It's the end of a long day. I'm tired, man. 
I'm Philip. <laughs> You're not your Biff. Oh. But uh, oh, after yeah. action report still going on Kickstarter. Uh, there is 18 days left in the campaign. It is plenty, plenty supported at this point. I'm heading over to that uh, page right this second to get a up to the date, up to the minute uh, total. At a seven thousand dollar goal, they are up to almost fifteen thousand uh, dollars. Over two hundred percent funded. Yeah, fourteen thousand four eighty nine, hundred eighty one backers. Uh, one of the goals is, if you, you pledge, I think seventy dollars, you can get both volumes of After Action Report. So if you missed it the first time around, that's not an excuse. Just go back and pledge for the two books. Uh, lots of great GI Joe comic information. Um, First volume dealt with the Marvel run of G.I. Joe, Real American Hero, and Special Missions. Excuse me. The second volume is all about uh, Devil's Due and their run with G.I. Joe. And again, uh, great great information all up and down, in and out, upside and back of, on this book. It's it just more, more than should be allowed by law, but somehow still is. Make renegade renegade uh, printing all the rage. So yeah, head on, toy guides. Right, <laughs> head over to Kickstarter. Type in after action report. This will pop right up for you. Uh, get your pledge in there today, or somewhere in the next eighteen days. Again, pledge with confidence. This is going to get funded. It's already funded. Um, you know. Uh, they got asked. Uh, I have all those beachheads. Do I have one mint on card? Do I have an 86 Beachhead Menton card? No, I do not. I do have a couple of uh, fun school ones. One one uh, from India, one from Russia. The one from Russia has a busted leg. He's Menton card and his leg is broken. So that was the that was the Beachhead that that crossed the KGB before he got sealed on his card. It's not. It's not the O ring. It's the T bar that that broke. This is magna card, Mike. Right. It's not actually uh, carded. It's held together. It's a uh, what is it? Beggar's Canyon repro card with magnets. There you go. Neat. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Hang on. I'll I'll, uh, I'll get that in the the the, uh... the big window. Yeah, the big window. Once I find the big window, that's not what we wanted. <laughs> That's not helping at all. Well, that's no good. Yeah, Mike, go ahead and get that in there. Okay. Oh, God. All right. There you go. That's that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. All right. Is that old, legitimate old school 1986 card, or is it a repro card? It's a repro. That's a... Uh... Beggar's Canyon repro card and bubble, uh, vintage figure. But cool. you, you pretty much have to glue them on there. Okay, you can go back to small window. <laughs> I could. <laughs> you could. It's too late now. Well, if you're going full screen, I'm getting the backland bells again. Um, <laughs> but instead of just gluing it and then never being able to get your figure out, I just use these little, tiny little magnets that you can find on eBay. And one on the front, one on the back. And my eyes are bad enough that I can't really see the magnets from a distance. So <laughs> I'm blessed. All that blessed with bad eyesight. <laughs> Just like, uh, just like Rack Time Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you remove his glasses, he cannot see. 
No, I can't see there. Which is, you know, <laughs> is Rob's name really Velma? <laughs> Water. My glasses. My glasses. I can't see a thing without my glasses. Anyways. Next news item. Doot, 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 doot. Hey, Warriors of the Hidden Forces continued to put up some new reveals. This is Tatsu, the Fallen, uh, from their upcoming three and three quarter O-ring figure line of ninjas and ninja-like characters. Uh, more That's details awesome. are coming soon. You can follow them on Facebook at Whiskey Jack Toys and at Warriors of the Hidden Force. Uh, both both properties have that information for you. Mike, is this the first you're seeing of them? Yeah. I don't... Uh... I don't know what's going on in the world in general, toys or otherwise. But uh, I know about Longbow. I know about Operation Recall. Uh, this is really cool, too. There you go. See? They're, uh, the fans are putting out more O-rings than Hasbro is. Right. And they're certainly putting more thought into them. Although Hasbro is is going, look, haven't we done enough? I mean, <laughs> what more do you want? So very four hundred the first time around. Yeah, what have you done for me lately, Hasbro? <laughs> so, do these come with titanium crotches then and thumbs? I don't know, or either that or really flexible ones. Oh. <laughs> wow, 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 wow! Food grade silicone crotches. <laughs> <laughs> but. uh I know uh, Longbow. They they've got softer plastic for the thumbs uh, to to help try and prevent breakage that way. I, I think these guys might be along the same line. Hmm. But yeah, get to get yourself over to uh, those pages on Facebook. So we trust us, Michael Mercy. We we will not lead you wrong. They look cool. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Oh, uh, but uh, apparently Tatsu here was uh, formerly the, he was the main good guy. And then he had some kind of fall from grace. And so he understood, but he seems to understand that he's the bad guy now and occasionally still does good guy things to try and redeem himself. Hmm. So, yeah, all kinds of cool stuff going on there. Get on over to Warriors of the Hidden Force. Check that out. Narrator, Mike led them wrong. <laughs> Andrew Falcon. Andrew Falcon. Mm. Mm. You just hear Ron Howard saying that right now. Right. Next I news. Made item. a huge mistake. <laughs> hey, we're into GI Joe classified news. Right on. And for the third consecutive week, our our best Twitter traction was gained by a slapdash graphic thrown together ten minutes before I went to work. Uh, but there it is. Uh, you can see for, for next year's line, Snow Job and Tunnel Rat will be included. Uh, former host Gary Godso um, will finally get his six-inch Snow Job figure, which will drag him kicking and screaming back to the toy aisles. Uh, <laughs> I put up on Twitter in jest uh, saying that his spirit would be at rest, and I think some people thought that he was actually dead. So that I can't... I can't do that anymore. <laughs> Even after he retweeted it. Um. <laughs> I mean, Gary retweeted it. So, yeah. It's, yeah so, let's just to put that in 
in focus. Gary Godso retweeted the, the tweet that insinuated that he was dead. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's all part of the dark humor here at What's on Joe Mind. May he rest Is in there peace any other kind? every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, cool to see Larry Homa getting a classified figure. Right. Yeah. I hope they, they actually make the effort to make it look like him. Can they? I mean, they can. Are, well, I mean, I, look at what the I mean is, it really does kind of look like. Can they? Like they could before, but today, yeah. does do they need likeness rights? Do they have to? And I'm always all for Hasbro cutting a check to Larry just right. for, for nothing. They should just send him a check randomly going, hey, man, thanks. <clears throat> Uh, Hans Chow says, Tunnel Rat, the only G.I. Joe from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, my t- patriotism demands the purchase. Okay. Because in our world, he's from Brooklyn. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, but he does have Trinidad heritage. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, Charlie Kokalski does ask the, the immortal question why does a, a guy that operates in a tunnel have a huge gun and pack? Well, he doesn't operate in the small tunnels. That's all. There wasn't a huge tunnel before he got there. You ever, you ever been to Brooklyn? Big tunnels. Big tunnels. It's got to be to hold the big rats. Big big gators, big rats. Big tunnels. Yeah. And that's why you have the big gun to kill the big rats. Like German shepherds. But yeah, these guys will be part of the line in, in 2023. This was uh, revealed by uh, by Lenny and Emily on this week's uh, Wednesday Instagram. Uh, so we're not just making this up off the top of our heads. Uh, they are bit by bit revealing figures that'll be part of the line in 2023 for classified. And that was this week's installment. So, so far we've got snow job and tunnel rat last week was uh, torpedo and copperhead. And then the week before that shipwreck and rock and roll. So they're leaking these. So we don't have to. <laughs> right. Do you think we'll see Tiger Force snow job? Oh, I could hope. <laughs> Night Force snow job. He's, he's still white. <laughs> still glaring white. He's just got you get that moonlight glaring off the sun. Yeah, it's never dark in Alaska. <laughs> it just they change his hair color to black, but that's it. It's the only thing different. So uh, let's just let's take a moment here, do some random wild speculation. Uh, Michael Mercy, you're our, our special guest, our announced special guest. Please call me Turd Ferguson. So, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> no, call me Mike. <laughs> Which is going to get confusing. <laughs> right. that, you know, I'll be honest. That's It's why I, I, I often call you Michael, even though I know that's not what you... Because in my yeah. head, when I hear... When call I hear, me Honcho V2. <laughs> when I hear the name Mike, I'm thinking, I'm thinking me, because that's what I've, I've been made. doing. I've been doing that the whole night. <laughs> right. And so it, it like it. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. Just, just when you refer to me, just say not Mike Irizarry's brother. <laughs> so turd. If yeah. looking two, it's a funny two, name. What two characters you think they're going to leak to us next week? I'm, I'm not good at this <laughs> um you don't have to be good at it man it's, it's I, I would have said sarge before they made the sarge announcement i would have said sarge and serpentor so i would say serpentor and I, it could be anybody 
it could be let me take a look at the rack uh mutt and junkyard okay. i don't know right. animal packs they're doing are amazing i just uh saw the um croc master that crocodile is incredible the timber was great so yeah uh junkyard would be great Biff hockey dog oh we so need a hawk i'm hoping for a hawk and oh, yeah. uh yeah well hey let's go with footloose <laughs> With a Destro to throw around. <laughs> <laughs> Destro to heave. To, to catch off of a falling airplane and then throw into a gang of... Well, he doesn't have a... He doesn't have a no, he threw to Roadblock, who threw them into a gang of Dreadnoughts. Okay, all right, fair enough. So he can yeah. throw them to Roadblock, who will then not... <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter saw that one. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I got you, Footloose. I'll raise that bar. <laughs> And Footloose just stood off off camera. <laughs> I'll punch well, my way through a stone wall. <laughs> Hawk and who, Biff McConkey Dog? I said Hawk and Footloose. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here making fun of Footloose, and I forgot you said Footloose. Which version of Footloose, though? Uh, we'll go off the wall and give him the giraffe camo he had in the Marvel UK comics. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> Which version of Hawk? Oh, always 86. Okay. Can't go wrong. Jetpack Hawk. <laughs> Mailing Jetpack Hawk. Jetpack Hawk. Sonic Sound Hawk. Surprise. <laughs> Rack time Rob, two figures. Who are we going to say? Mm, I'm going to go, oh, let's say Scrap Iron and Wild Bill. Ooh, good ones. All right. All right. Now, does Wild Bill come with a screwdriver? Screwdriver. <laughs> Tank. Yeah, right. The Havoc Gunner's Manual. Yeah, anything but a helicopter. Anything but else. A little model of a of a dragonfly. Computer. That American <laughs> flag that was in there from Veterans Day. I I am going to go with uh, a cobra eel because we haven't seen any army builders yet. Yeah, water. Yeah. And then uh, and then uh, airborne will be the other one. That's you the would 92 be... cobra eel and the sky patrol airborne just to keep things on your toes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> So they they announced torpedo, right? So yes. eel and torpedo would look go great together. Yes. Always the optimist. Charlie Kukulski picks roadblock and snake eyes. We have probably seen the most accurate. <laughs> uh, torpedo Mike Tiger Force Tollbooth because he's he's a purist. He's a believer. <laughs> With removable hard hat, living the dream. Oh. I mean, you'd, you'd think you'd think they would take advantage of classified to to right wrongs like that, like giving barbecue a face, but maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Wild Bill will be lucky if he gets eggs. eggs. Single carded figure in nineteen ninety two. That is correct. That was mm -hmm. Teddy Roosevelt. Wild Bill. Yeah, with and, a removable uh, hat that that is so removable it doesn't actually even stay on. It is pre lost. Yes, pre lost. F Troop Wild Bill. So there we are. Uh, somebody in somebody in live chat, take note of what we said and grade us next week when we are all wrong. But uh, Tiger Force sneak peek coming at you. Poor, <laughs> poor, poor Biff. He's really got his heart set on that hawk. Yeah, I'd have, to he, I'd have to think he's got to be the next one. I'm really surprised he hasn't been one of these first three reveals. It's crazy. The leader, the the general, they haven't done yet. And they're He's a couple years the into this line. 
We're going to get 91 Duke before we get Doc. Yeah. <laughs> Being on the website doesn't mean anything. Colonel True. Courage. There's guys that have figures made that never showed up on their website. So. Yeah. We'll get Colonel Backlund before Hog. Like Snow Job. Or, Captain, Bal- <laughs> Captain Backlund. <laughs> Tiger Force yeah. Robo Joe. With his, with his lieutenants, the Bushwhackers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lieutenant Luke and Lieutenant Butch. Tiger Force Colonel Courage. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Force Eco Warrior Clean Sweep. That's <laughs> uh, Alistair Keffer's like Mercer's coming. Sorry, Mike. What? Whatever. I don't. Yeah, have we might see the Renegades now that Sarge is. Yeah, coming. Now Sarge is there, and the we've you know got our first Marauder on deck. So you never know. I really hope that the slaughter thing opens the door for a uh, uh, Roddy Piper, Iron Grenadier figure. Sure. Just like so many people missed out on that convention exclusive, and I'd love a, regardless of what size. You're gonna actual... get a fridge, and you're gonna like it. Oh, I'd love the fridge too. <laughs> I was at that show in Atlanta, and I still didn't get Roddy Piper. Hmm. Yeah, I was just out of cash. Didn't want to wait on the four hour line. Right, I was a young punk kid. <laughs> but, uh, Matt O'Brien, more, much more. Uh, uh, direct in his for the love of God, we need dreadnoughts. You're not to hide it is. <laughs> Zanzibar. <laughs> got a warthog. Zanzibar burnout and Nogahide. Nogahide's iconic got characters all. <laughs> He's got a warthog. They've done such a good job with timber and that crocodile. I, I warthog is like that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Tiger Force Hulk Hogan, my God! <laughs> I was I was trying not to sorry trying not to recognize that one. <laughs> uh, Doug Yellow says, "How many vehicle drivers do you think we'll get?" Um, I think we'll get some of the popular ones. You know, Armadillo cover, baby, yeah. Cover Girl's already gonna happen. Uh, Wild Bill's pretty well a lock. Copperhead's on his way at some point. Uh, yeah, it, it. Look, these vehicles are are not going to get done in mass. Like when when this is when classifieds all said and done, there'll be. I mean, not counting little tiny Ram type vehicles. I mean, five or six of them tops, right? Tops five or six. So, um, yeah, those drivers. If, if you if you like those drivers, if if those drivers are popular. They got to come out somewhere. But uh, next up, hey, pre-orders went live. Ooh, Kama Sutra. Here is Kamakura. He is a deluxe figure, Amazon exclusive. Expected shipping October first of this year. So nice turnaround there. Uh, he is selling for thirty three ninety nine. Pre-orders are available now. And I know there was a lot of uh, blowback about the price on this, but remember, he is a deluxe figure. And that is pricing is right in line with what they charged for Profit Director Destro, and nobody said a word. So stop. Jesus, let us just enjoy the fact that they're making this figure. He's an exclusive. You're going to pay a little more. It's okay. Or don't. Right? Yeah. Or, or just don't buy it. It's, uh, that's an option. But that's that. So uh, October 1st, 
Uh, still available on Amazon.com for pre-order. The Pulse sold out really quick, but there you go. That's Pulse for you. I think they just say it's available on Pulse to drive traffic. Well, I, I think on those Amazon exclusives, they get a lot less quantity allocated than they do the Target stuff. So. Sure, but I, like they just get that tiny amount to drive traffic to the Pulse website. Yeah. Like they shouldn't, they shouldn't, logistically speaking, they shouldn't even mess with it. Just send it all to Amazon, whatever. It's exclusive. Uh, that, uh, that is some terrible box art, though. Yeah. If we could take a moment and discuss, that is some awful box art. It's by a talented artist and, and away from being on a figure package, it's very nice art. Um, you know, I don't want to slag the guy cause I'm sure he's a great guy and it's just, they took his art and they stuck it on the figure and it's just, it's not what a lot of the other art is. So it kind of, it's like the Zorana art, right? It wasn't cool that people were trashing that person's art. It's great art of Zorana. It's just maybe shouldn't have been used on the action figures box art. So, well, I, I mean, they went for a style yeah. with the Zorana one and it, it doesn't bother me that that's the style they went for. Because uh, you do get your art, you are going to get a picture of the actual figure on the box too. Yeah. It's just like this one just seems kind of stuck in between. It's half serious and half really cartoony. And I'm kind of digging that Cobra Trooper getting kicked in the face though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I just noticed it's an interesting choice to not have him masked. Yeah, that's the box. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that was a little weird. If you notice, it's he... the uh, unmasked pictures, which are the first ones on the Amazon listing. Yeah, yeah, that threw me. I almost scrolled right by it when I finally found it. I was like, whoa, hey, there, there he is. I mean, it, it looks cool, especially if you have the unmasked head with the hood. It looks really pretty neat. Is he a redhead? Yeah. Okay, uh, this could be a possible head for uh, Gabriel Kelly, codename Barbecue. There you go. Or you can stick him on your Snake Eyes figure. <laughs> He's not nearly gnarled up enough for that. Well, you know, get a lighter. <laughs> or a dog. <laughs> Give him to the dog, let him chew on it for a while. It's <laughs> basically what Snake Eyes' face looks like. <laughs> right. That's uh, also made available. Next news item. Uh, Blue Ninjas, the two-pack. Uh, that is uh, the Red Ninja repaint and the Akiko repaint, but with new heads. They've got regular masked heads. They've got these uh, Japanese, traditional Japanese masks heads which i think are really cool uh but uh, that is go ahead mike what what are these this is uh the blue ninja two-pack i have no idea who these characters are they are ninjas who are blue are they are they from a, a certain you know you know how people do the oh devils do uh you know last laugh or something like who are in, they in the current run of the comic um there's a faction of basically cybernetic ninjas that are called blue ninjas okay so they're robots um, yeah they're robots but i don't think that these are necessarily robot ninjas okay these yeah, are literally ninjas that wear blue <laughs> i just I, like I, i'm looking at my joe shelf and looking at i don't know 200 figures and thinking blue ninjas yeah uh you have to go back to your retaliation cobra ninja trooper and he had an alternate blue ninja head that was a robot head so there is some toy history there. Uh, okay, but but <laughs> what I'm trying to say is like, quick kick, airtight, 
dial tone, mainframe, sci-fi, roadblock. None of whom are cheap and oh, easy roadblock. remakes. Like these yeah. well, that's true. That's true, I guess. Yeah, this this these this two pack is all about making something that looks kind of cool and recoups some cost for the mold. And it's not Tiger Force or Python Patrol. Those are com coming soon. Blue Ninja Python Patrol. There we go. <laughs> I suppose you could use the female Blue Ninja as a Viper if you want. There you go. I I, I kind of thought, you know, basically looking at that, once I saw this, is that you know, if you paint that red, that does make a pretty good jinx. You know, yeah, but. yeah. Why didn't they just make Jinx? Eh, I'd probably do her on her own. So I probably wouldn't be too I, different from Akiko. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. kind of figure she'll she's a, a strong candidate to get revealed for 2023. Mm -hmm. But uh, Matt Rubin really has has the the ultimate point here. Now we have red ninjas and blue ninjas. Now we need black ninjas and yellow ninjas, and we can recreate scenes from the American Ninja movies. You've got your Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Ninja series. <laughs> All I'm saying is Matt Rubin is 100% correct. Hey, and then you use the Kamakura head, uh, you know, as Michael Dudikoff. I was just uh, going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It bears a striking resemblance to Dudikoff. I, I, was, I was disappointed when the call sign Longbow did not unlock the Michael Dudikoff stretch. <laughs> that you created? <laughs> that, I, that I planted a, a mythical idea yet. Canon Films presents Call Sign Longbow. <laughs> it's pretty impressive when something is uttered on this planet that's never been uttered in, in the history of the planet. I'm pretty sure Michael Dudikoff's stretch goal is a first, so congratulations, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here all week. <laughs> but, uh, then uh, next news item. <laughs> hey, we got another week to go in uh, in guest host month. So be sure to stick with us next week as uh, the honcho continues his vacation, which will bring Joe Slepsky, host of the Joe on Joe podcast, into our friendly confines. Uh, and maybe Joe Colton will be back. Then you'll have Joe on Joe on Joe. We're going to one-up him. It's <laughs> not. We, we've made that joke with him on the show before already. So, yes. Uh, but uh, And if, if Joe Colton can't, then we will have Joe McConkie on. <laughs> Do I put on a mustache on top of my mustache? Yeah. Yes. That would be yes. Incredible. Any interest in Joe Ferguson? <laughs> Joe Ferguson, yes. <laughs> Just get a different colored funny hat. Right. <laughs> and put a mustache on the hat. <laughs> we, we really need a Norm McDonald G.I. Joe. <laughs> Holy but no, not only that, we need Norm McDonald as Burt Reynolds. That's yeah. Funny. Yes. Burt Reynolds crossed out Turd Ferguson <laughs> on the file card. <laughs> I am half convinced he's faked his own death. He was never here, Trebek. <laughs> you bloody poltroon. And when the announcement comes, it'll he'll just be on some island and he'll do a tweet. Yeah, gotcha. gotcha. Bye. <laughs> hey, that was funny. Signed Turd Ferguson. <laughs> Pulled you. And that's the news. Do, 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 do. There's the happy guy dancing on the fiend. So uh, not not a huge week in, in regards to Yojo June. Did, uh, any Anybody have any impressions of what we figured out this week? Uh, these new figures that were up for order look nice. I ordered Kamakura. I didn't go in for the Blue Ninja. They're just not essential to me. 
They looked nice, though. I was appreciative that they were easily found on Amazon, given how quickly they sold out on Pulse. I had a momentary panic there. There we go. Set the mood music for Biff McConkey Dots. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. You haven't done anything with this in months. Months, I tell you. Uh, we need to get a clip of like Venus flytrap. When you get that Kamakura in your shopping cart, <laughs> life is all peaches and cream. Oh yeah! Like first, how, how much uh, how much shelf space you clear in a toy museum for this bunch? Um, I'm all stocked up here. I'm good. All right. All right. If there's something I'm really uh, really interested, in, I'll make a little bit of space. But I, I'm at the point where I don't need anything. Really? I mean, how many? Of, how much of any of this do any of us really need? No, no, that's that's true. I just, I, I, I never jump on pre-orders ever, ever. I, I did that whole thing with Maddie Collector and the classics He-Man figures, and I just never, ever want to go through that again. The ordering at noon and refresh and red screen it it's just it's not worth it so it was it's scott just... knightlick who hurt you <laughs> <laughs> no no he's a he's a good guy um but i just i hang back and let everyone fight over it and then i i'll give you an example uh i, I got the uh, fans toys hannibal which is their uh cerebros transformer i love that character cerebros fortress maximus just love him he's basically a giant optimus prime and the pre-order went up last year. I didn't do it because I don't really do that. And I just hung back and was like, if I get it, I get it. I waited and I got it for like really cheap on eBay. I thought it was maybe a scam. It was so cheap, so much cheaper than everyone else. It just showed up. Yeah. So way cheaper than if I had pre-ordered it or got it off of someplace else. Just by waiting and right place, right time. I got it. It's awesome. It's not defective. A lot of them are apparently with the head spring, but just that's what i've always done i just wait and see what happens and on the flip side people are probably thinking well what if you don't get it uh say la vie <laughs> life goes on life goes on move move on let it go don't sweat it who cares nothing means nothing <laughs> buy it at the right time is how i got a complete run of the new teen titans yeah Pre-orders are almost a way of life where we're at, though. It's like your distribution is so bad here in the Midwest, unless you live in Chicago, that like you never see any of that stuff unless you just get a pre-order. I see Lady J and Akiko. The the time might come though. I mean, like how how much stuff have you bought that's twenty or thirty years old? Vintage stuff. Like you might go to a convention or a comic shop in thirty years if you're if we're all still alive. And uh, be like, oh, it's the classified snow job that I didn't pre-order and didn't get. Here he is. And for 17 bucks. Cool. <laughs> by that time, that'll be worth about $7. He'll be yellow by that time, but still. <laughs> oh, my. That's Don't eat yellow snow. Don't buy yellow snow jobs. That's about all you got left at this point. Isn't it? <laughs> that's about all you got left. Words of wisdom with Terry Ferguson. 
<laughs> yeah, that's not my name. <laughs> oh my god, I can't turn off the music. Stop. I'm oh, so no. disappointed Norm never got to do a voice on G.I. Joe. He would have been the perfect sneak peek. What are you talking about? He voiced Snake Eyes. Yeah. I, I voiced Snake Eyes. He was the voice of Grand Slam. He, he voiced I Chuckles. Voiced. <laughs> but uh, that's what I, I uh, when we talked to Bill Ratner, that was what I told Bill Ratner. He said, You're, oh, I remember now. Your performance was mature. Because <laughs> I was nine. <laughs> it sounded old for your age with all the smokes. Yeah. <laughs> Had a husky quality to it. I'm still wishing that we were singing along with the music, and that's that's not something that's going to happen because I, I I just don't have it in me to make up uh, make up lyrics for something free form like that on the on the fly. We just snap afterwards. It's poetry. <laughs> now O'Brien asked classified Haslab predictions for Yojo June. We did that last week. Go watch last week's episode. Well, we do. We do have two new people who could give in. Who could throw their two cents in? That's true. That's true. Uh, Biff McConkey Donk, what what do you think that uh, that Haslab bit with the uh, with the tank rolling by? What do you think that is? I mean, I think it's going to be a hiss, but <laughs> they could throw us a curveball and make it a three pack of pack rats for all we know. <laughs> pack rats. Turf rats. What do you what do you got on that Haslab thing? Cobra adder. There you go. <laughs> Gotta be. I was. Uh, I'm torn between the triple T and the Cobra Imp. I'd. I'd hope for a triple T, even though it's not my f- favorite Joe vehicle. But you know, it's Sarge's chariot. Right. So triple T, and if they do Serpentor, <laughs> uh, you know, the air chariot. Swamp yeah. Masher, baby. <laughs> Swamp Masher, yeah. The Badger. <laughs> like I, I think. I think if you're if you're laying out odds, like the fifty percent says that's a his tank, right? Because that's yeah. what you know. But I, I'd say that the Triple T has probably 10% odds. So that's where I, I, my official guess was the Triple T, just to be devil's advocate. With a Tiger Force Sergeant Slaughter. With Tiger Force Sergeant <laughs> Not even a Marauder's Slaughter. <laughs> Why would you do that? That's that's what they'd be expecting you to do. <laughs> you can do that one anytime. Ooh, a Warthog. Do that anytime. A Road warthog. Toad, baby. Be, uh, <laughs> like a, a classified Warthog would be taller than the couch. Just be like a coffee table with wheels. Anyway, shaped like one. How about the hovercraft from the Havoc? Just the hovercraft for Wild Bill. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Didn't have treads though. Hmm. Wouldn't wouldn't sound like treads. It'll be the sea sled from the from the uh, killer whale. <laughs> it's the tiny little buggy from the Rolling Thunder. So you, so you can recreate spirit. Uh, Zooming over to Greg Berger Island. <laughs> that second miniseries. Wasn't that a Transformers two-shot, two-parter? All I'm saying is go go back and watch that uh, that one with the Pyramid of Darkness again. And everybody in that sequence, everybody in that naval battle, except for obviously the Baroness, is voiced by Greg Berger. But that is the battle for Greg. Weather dominated. <laughs> Actually, Morgan had a cold when they were doing that recording. So, yeah, never noticed. He had a cold, but Greg Berger did the Baroness. Did it really well. 
they fixed him up a little bit, but you know. But uh, yeah, Rob, Rob and I, have, Rob and I have called that Greg Berger Island for a couple, couple, couple years now. We had Cutter, Firefly, Spirit, all Greg Berger. So uh, that brings us over to uh, tonight's featured attraction. I gotta find a, gotta find a button. Uh oh! But uh, here it comes. make stuff blow up on the, on the team stream before that is way more way more pomp and circumstance than i was expecting <laughs> now you gotta live up to that yeah <laughs> how will i live up to the bug zapper noise <laughs> oh, i love it loved it love it i'm i'm in i i'm infatuated with my own stupid work <laughs> well, you wonder, should be. wonder if this will be the thing that shows up in the thumbnail and <laughs> I don't know. We did. We did once again play uh, play community calendar twice. So it's usually that that strange look on Joe Colton's face. So, yeah. anyways, uh, Rob, we, we, this month is the the fortieth anniversary of the published date of GI Joe number one, uh, June nineteen eighty two. So we uh, we decided earlier this week that uh, it would be a good time for. Rob to walk us through what he thinks are the five best individual issues uh, from that old Marvel run. Now, this is just real American hero. There's no special missions. There's no Devil's Due. There's no. Uh, there's no. Uh, uh, IW. Uh, nothing yeah, like that. Uh, this is just just Marvel, 1982 to 1994. Uh, so why don't you take us take us through, Rob? All righty. Basically, what I did was I picked the five what I would best self-contained issues of the Marvel series uh, from back in the day. So, you know, there are issues that you could argue, oh, well, you know, Cobra Civil War. I was looking for the individual issue, and I thought it would be best if it was a self-contained story on that as well. So, Snake Eyes, the origin, not there, although incredibly important for the overall run of the series. But it was two issues. I thought about cheating and just saying, well, you can't separate, but it's like, nah. You gotta keep it pure. All right. That that could be another top five list. So yeah. Because we talked about doing that one too. But anyways, single best single issues from the original run. Take it number five. Number five is issue one fifty five, the finale, a letter from Snake Eyes. As you can see there, uh, written by of course Larry Hama, as most issues were. Uh, Phil Gozier or Gozier or I don't know how to. I've, nobody ever I think talked. It's Gozier, but uh, it was the penciler uh, in a very '90s style, uh, inked by Scott Coblish. So, Rob, why is this one number five? Well, this one is the finale of the GI Joe series, and it's the perfect capper in a way because you finally get the actual thoughts of Snake Eyes put down on paper. He's writing a letter to Sean Collins. Uh, Sean Collins has asked him, hey, should I join the army? Should I enlist? And Snake Eyes is giving his his his, his thoughts in a very honest letter. And basically just kind of, you know, walking through his ideas of service and 
and patriotism and things like that. It's a very good issue. And like I said, it's the first time that we really get to see what's going on in Snake Eyes' head. Mm-hmm. It's the first time he Sean speaks, really. <laughs> yeah. And you don't, you really don't have to be like, you're, you're trying to do no spoilers. And frankly, this is a comic series that ended in 1994. So talk about whatever. Mm-hmm. We don't care about spoilers. You, you had enough time. Yeah. So, so what does Snake Eyes say in this letter that is particularly moving or meaningful? The the fact that it happens is great, but yeah, if it was just Snake Eyes going, "Yup, do it," I like shooting stuff, then it wouldn't yeah. be any good. He basically he outline he doesn't he doesn't paint a romanticized picture of military service. You, you know, I mean, he is, he tells Sean Collins what he saw. You know, like the hardship he endures, the people you know that got lost. Um, you know, the wounds he had to suffer. Um, but at the same time, you know, he was also like, you know, I, the the sense of, you know, a camaraderie that I feel for my teammates, the sense, the, the pride I felt for doing the right thing because it was the right thing. So, you know, make sure that you're doing this for the right reasons. Are you doing this because you want to serve? Are, you know, if you're doing this because you're looking for adventure and glory, don't do it. If you're looking, if you're looking for, if you're looking to serve, you know, if you're looking to serve your country, if you're looking to do what's right, then, then I recommend, yes, you go in, but again, not for, not for fortune and glory. Biff McConkie, Doc, your thoughts. Oh, um, I do think it's a, a pretty profound issue. And it really is largely dialogue free. You're just kind of reading this letter for, for most of it. And uh, I don't know, it has a kind of a special place for me because I remember getting this issue when it came out because I saw it on the stands of a gas station. And uh, so <laughs> I didn't have to pay more than cover price for it. <laughs> and go. then, you know, it shot up. So I'm glad that was one thing that actually helped make it easier to go after a full run of this series. It's because I had the last issue, one of the hardest ones to get. So this might be the most expensive back issue because the print yeah. run was low. Yeah. Michael Mercy, what you, what you got for me on uh, issue 155? Very powerful issue. Well worth the wait to finally hear Snake Eyes speak. You know, they did a great build to to finally see what he looked like, but then the other half of the mystery was what does he what does he think? He can't speak and they stayed true to that. But a letter was a brilliant way of showing us what he thinks without totally demystifying the character. And he wrote exactly what I thought he would. It's uh it's it's yeah, like Biff said, it's very profound. Did they get Hawk's hair wrong on the cover either way? Like that I hair mean, they brought like... quick kick back from the dead and made mutt seven feet tall, so I wouldn't think yeah. too much about that. But yeah. the hair is it is it not brown or blonde? No, it's brown there. Mm-hmm. Is it brown? It's, it's... I don't know. It, it, this is mid nineties Marvel. We're lucky the thing got printed in English. Trying but, to make know. everyone happy, but anyways, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's the perfect period end to the GI Joe comic, and then <clears throat> the new ones that Larry is writing for IDW. They're, they're great too. It's a great continuation. But uh, if you want it just to be the self contained finite run, then if you've never read the G.I. Joe comic or you haven't for a long time, then rest assured it's a final, it's a great final issue. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a great capper. Yeah. 
Everybody's trying to figure out who who's on the cover in the live stream. Uh, Andrew Galgan, is that Floyd <laughs> Ivy? Oh, that is, That's Ninja that Force Scarlet. Her Ninja Force garb. Is that Frank Castle on the left? Uh, maybe. Maybe. And again, Mud is eight foot eleven. <laughs> so almost as never... tall, almost as tall as the Yankees Aaron Judge, who, as his uniform number will tell you, stands nine foot nine. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, it's it's really as far as emotional gravity, I'd say the only moments that that top this in the entire run are in the Snake Eyes origin story. When like when Snake Eyes' family doesn't show up at the airport, that's about the only moment that has more gravitas. It's a really responsible way to to cap it off too, because it, yeah. you know it's a, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of military fun and adventure. It was a good way to end it to say, hey, by the way. Uh, this is this, you know, the, the real military, um, army service, it, it has a not fun side. Don't, yeah, it, it's basically not just a letter to Collins. It's a letter to any young man who grew up loving GI Joe and thinking I'm going to get in there and get a code name and it's going to be all fun. It's a warning of, look, it's, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's actually pretty dark. Right. It is, it is exactly what Larry Hama has said about military service in every interview I've heard ask him about yeah. it. So, so it's nice they gave him the chance to do that. I think you are spot on there, Mike, in that it is it is this is a a letter from from Snake Eyes to Sean Collins, yes, but it's a letter from from uh, Larry Hama to the youth of America who grew up reading this comic book. Yeah. Rack time Rob, number four. Number four is issue number 19. Right Joe on. Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> January 1984. Uh, it is uh, Hama, of course, the writer. Mike Vosberg on pencils, both on the cover and on the interior. Uh, why number 19, Rob? Well, this comes like the closest to kind of breaking the single issue rule I had because it really ties up basically all the loose threads that have been dangling through the series pro- since issue 10, at least. I mean, really, since the beginning of the of the run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although, I mean, really, like the first nine issues are a lot of, you know, one-off self-contained they're, stories. They're pretty episodic, but you set up yeah. a lot of character threads that lead into the main story. Yeah. And, and like I said, 10 is like where we start to get into like the real world building of, of G.I. Joe. Uh, in my opinion, and 19 is where you get you start to get the first big payoffs of their first kind of big continuous storyline. Um, Snake Eyes comes back to the team after being thought lost back in issue 12 uh, down in down in the Amazon, where you know Baroness fired a missile at the island he was on. Um, it's the death of Quinn and Doctor Venom. It's the death of General Flag. Who was, you know, the all the other original character in the book at that point? Um, so it, it's Venom? it's the end of this phase of Joe, and we're about to start a new one. So, yeah, was Scarface? Did he get Scar- taken out in this one too? Yes, yes, yeah, Scarface did too. Yeah, yeah. This is Lance Archer's favorite issue. Everybody dies. <laughs> <laughs> Lance Archer. <laughs> No one listens to him. He's the sixth guy in the Jericho uh, Appreciation Society. 
nobody wants to hear. Nobody cares what he has to say. That's terrible. That's anyways. It's a little bit of a weird issue too, because you have to consider in the middle of a suburban neighborhood in Staten Island, there's a major engagement going on and no one really seems to notice, <laughs> but well, think... including the fact like the fort, everything around the fort disappeared. So these tanks can go roll it on. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think you said it yourself, Staten Island. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, Biff McConkie, don't talk to us about 19. What do you think? Yeah, it really does kind of feel like the end of an era. Like before this, the stories, I don't want to say sim they're simplistic prior to this, but it feels like it went up another, another level in the storytelling afterwards. And just there's another level of complexity, whether that's just the inclusion of more new characters or uh, different artists coming in and kind of changing the feel of the book. But it does, you know, you are wrapping up a lot of storylines here. And it's just sort of the end of this early era of a real American hero. Michael Marcy. Yeah, I used to love uh, when I was reading the old comics, the anniversary issues like issue 25, issue 50, issue 75, issue 100. Sometimes they'd be supersized, have special covers. Even if they weren't, it was like a, a milestone issue and something major happened. That cover might say 19, but this is G.I. Joe issue 25. Like just the wrapping up of all of the uh, previous, in a satisfying way too. So many things happen. Flag getting killed is humongous. Right. He's just another death. They have a nice service for him in a, in a following issue. But uh, you wouldn't think issue 19 would be one that so much stuff pays off in. But yeah, this is this is definitely a top five issue. Yeah. Well, to be fair, as the Marvel call out in the corner indicates, this is Associate Editors Month, so it was you know a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, Flag's death is is really an uh, it's an overlooked moment in in the comic books run because it, it's really the moment where I feel that um, it stopped being about a, this stopped being a toy book. Yeah, like there's real stakes. G.I. Joe. He formed the team. He's the father of the team. Yeah. They lost their father in this issue. Yeah. The, the, the death of Flag is, is a much bigger deal than, than it gets made out to be. Uh, Justin Mohan says, greetings from Waterloo, Ontario. How close is that to you, Michael Mercy? My home tune. It's uh, Waterloo is just a few minutes from my hometown of Kitchener. KW go. is actually what it's called. KW, Kitchener, Waterloo. It's kind of like... Uh, yeah, it's like taking all those ancient leaders and merging them into Serpentor. They, they merged Guelph and uh, Waterloo and Kitchener and Cambridge into one super suburban city. I believe like Abbas had a song about it. So, uh, Racktime Rob, if you can answer a, a, a question here. Hans Chow asks, uh, who is the girl in the upper left in, that, I, I, in the Marvel box there? Is that a miscolored Scarlet? Oh, well, actually, uh, Phil had it right before. This was... Um, in night in, in this time, uh, these issues were produced when the Marvel editors went to San Diego, I think, for the first time. Um, and so the assistant editors ran the books for that month, and they had assistant editors month. Now, because jo Joe is not part of the Marvel universe and had this storyline going on, and this was coming up as going to be important, they didn't mess around too much. Yeah, most, well, most like the, some of the other Marvel books did. Yeah, most um, of the other assistant editors month books were took a comedy tone. Yeah, a lot of them did. You know, like uh, like Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, 
that issue that month was drawn by Fred Hembeck, um, yeah. you know, who's a, you know, a, a, you know, a humor cartoonist. And uh, um, the Marvel team up that month was Franklin Richards and Aunt May, you know. Uh, <laughs> so um, this was, you know, basically let you know this. It's a, and that's actually that's the assistant editor in the corner box there. I want to say, is that um, Louise Simonson? I don't think it's Louise Simonson. I think she no, was no. actually a full editor at that point. Yeah, no, that, that's Bobby Chase. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Bobby Chase? Okay. Who went on to have a long career uh, in television after leaving Marvel. Uh, yeah. She was she was big at uh, DC's animation until very recently. She, she did not survive around the layoffs in there, but she was uh, uh, involved in, in casting direction, I believe. Yeah. Can I change my classified prediction? Tiger Force, Bobby Chase. Yeah, the regular <laughs> editor at GI Joe at this time, I believe, was Larry, was uh, Danny O'Neill. Yeah, I think so. But um, but yeah, that that's the only time you saw that particular graphic in the top left. Yeah, it was all the other rest on the early the one time shot for assistant editors. Mark. I always thought it was Scarlet. Nope. Now you know. And knowing is something or other. <laughs> and knowing is nice in this situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. <laughs> so, uh, Rob, take us to number three. All right. Number three is issue number 34, Shakedown. Correct. And that is two-word Shakedown, so we don't get it confused with the Bob Seeger hit of the same name. <laughs> and this space. Dated it's April. ironic because that uh, song plays in my head whenever I read this issue. <laughs> you busted. We, uh, we got to play that in middle school jazz band. It was a hot mess. Now I know. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just imagine that bass line at the beginning. Imagine five uh, teenage trombonists trying to get that out. No. Oh, 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 oh no! Yeah. <laughs> Speaking as one of those trombonists. Oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> but uh, Rob, take us through Shakedown. All right, Shakedown is Top Gun the comic. <laughs> this is uh, Ace and Lady J are taking the Sky Striker out for a basically a Shakedown cruise. To uh, work, you know, uh, see some of the new electronics and things like that that have been upgraded. Same thing for Wild Weasel and Baroness and a Rattler. Uh, and just so happens they cross paths and dogfight ensues. And it's a it's a really technical issue. I, I what really makes this issue is Rod Wiggum somehow manages to make you feel like you're in the freaking cockpit of one of these planes, yeah. which. With that much movement, it's like the car chase from Bullet. You know, I don't know how long that would translate to a comic, but in this, it it, it really, it really, the sense of movement and th you feel like you're in the plane. A fantastic job done on the art because th this is a story that really could have been bogged down by all the technical jargon that's getting thrown around in this, which you know Larry was a fan of throwing that ma that military jargon in the story, but it, it doesn't get lost because the art, the the, the the battle is laid out so so well, and in the end, I mean, both planes exhaust exhaust their weapons. They're all shot to pieces, it's and a draw. as they go by, Ace and Wild Weasel just salute each other. 
yeah. kind of an old World War One style fashion. Barrett, 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 <laughs> Lady <laughs> J are, are wondering what they're going to do to continue to try to kill one another. Yeah. But uh, Biff McConkie Donk, talk to me about issue 34. It's an issue so good, Larry had to write a follow-up decades later. <laughs> yeah. That, that unfortunately left a lot of weird continuity stuff out there. <laughs> well, you know, you wouldn't think a dogfight between a bomber and a fighter would be all that uh, uh, intricate. But, you know, it, there was a nice sense of tension throughout. And you do kind of respect the way that it's being told. And, like, you get the drama of you're running out of the rockets and the missiles, and then they're down to bullets, and then they're even down out of that. And it's like, where do you go from here? So it is nice that we get that little salute at the end to kind of ease yeah. the tension. And they were down to basically whipping off a shoe and throwing it at each other. <laughs> Michael Mercy, what you got for this one? Uh, one of the greatest 60-minute draws in wrestling history. Yeah. This issue is incredible. After seeing so many, both on the cartoon and I think in the comic too, jets just blow up from one shot. Uh, as Rob was saying, I think what puts you in the cockpit is the slow degradation of the ships the cockpits are damaged so he's got to go with mask you know the wings get damaged but these things don't blow up he's just by by the end they're both flying beaters and it shows you how good pilots they are that they're able to fly damaged exhausted planes and the mutual salute is just the best ending because they don't hate each other they actually respect each other so refreshing to see um, in anything, but especially in G.I. Joe, which is sold as a good versus evil. But in this particular situation, Wild Weasel, I think he's just doing it for the paycheck check. And, you know, he's he's not throwing a shoe or his underwear or something <laughs> <laughs> at Ace as he's flying by. He's like, hey, man, good job. I'll see you next time. So it may, maybe uh, I, there are issues that I think that are more important than this one. But just from sheer cover to cover, yeah. enjoyable reads, this might be the the best one for me personally. And you don't get a lot of wild weasel in the comics, so that was nice. <laughs> no, no, there's there's not a lot to him past flying the plane. Really, in the comic, there isn't a whole lot to Ace past flying the plane either. So it was <laughs> it was pretty cool to 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 see them actually get to like if they're not going to have a character past that, at least we got to roll around in that character for for a while. It's the issue that made both wild weasel and Ace. Yeah. 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 And if you're, you know, if you want to vehicle chases and battles and stuff like that are really hard to do in a comic, but this was the textbook on how to do it the right way. Yep. And that's, that, that's why I've got that in there. It's a, it's, it's a masterclass on how to, how to do something that you don't see in comic books very often. You see it a lot of times in movies and television because, you know, they can portray that sense of movement and action, you know, but yeah, in a comic book it, for them to pull that off is, is a real is a real technical win. Would have been an awesome episode of the of the animated series. They come close. It feels like the which one was it with Slipstream versus the Raven? Oh yeah, Shades of Shakedown. But uh, if they had just adapted this, it would have been amazing. It's uh well, I mean, on the cartoon, all you had to do is all Ace would have had to do is fly pretty close to Flint with a laser pistol, and they just would have brought him down with one shot or cut the rattler in half with the wing yeah <laughs> but uh also the one more thing about this issue that that great mike zek cover one of the one of the portfolio of great covers he did for the gi joe book mm -hmm. 
But uh, Rob, what's number two? All right, number two is issue number one. What? <laughs> number two is number one. That's right. <laughs> Ew. That doesn't sound biologically correct. <laughs> I should see a doctor. Sounds, sounds like there's an infection somewhere. <laughs> Something's gone wrong. But, there's a uh, parasite involved. As we stated earlier, dated June 1982, issue number one had Operation Lady Doomsday and Hot Potato. I don't think this is really about hot potato, though, correct? I mean, it's a nice story. Don't get me wrong. Hot potato is a fun little backup story. Yeah, where Rock and Roll Snake Eyes and Scarlet are trying to get away from some, you know, uh, oppressive regime in the, in the, in the Middle East. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, the, the real the star of this episode of this issue is, you know, Operation Lady Doomsday, the first mission of the Joes. And this is their introduction. And this is like a perfect first issue. Um, introduce your characters, get the action in there, you know, establish the threat of the villains. And really Cobra Commander gets even more bond villainy, you know, right here. He's kind of pretty much standard, almost, you know, you know, Marvel secret organization, you know, bad guy, enemy leader, but, um, still it's, it's, it's all there for like to, to hook somebody to get somebody to buy issue two, you know, and keep going. Really great job done by by Herb Trimpey and Bob McCloud, and you know, in the uh, on the art, but it's just a it, perfect first issue. Phil, what do you have for issue number one? I think it's fun to think about how you know in this issue, GI Joe clearly hasn't quite found its voice yet. Like, there's no Snake Eyes on the cover, right? <laughs> the yeah. most important character in the mythos, it, and he's just kind of he's in there. He's using sign language so he can communicate. And uh, you got this weird Baron von Strucker bald guy in the Cobra who we never see again. So it's uh, it, it's a fun entry point, and it's uh, important to find to see how you know everybody was trying to find their footing. <laughs> Michael Mercy, what do you think about issue number one? Yeah, that's a good point, Phil. It's um, you know like when you watch a pilot episode of a well-known show that's that never aired, the pilot that never aired, and you're like, whoa they recast this guy and they changed this and this was completely different. So this is kind of like what issue number one is the complete absence of snake eyes is, is a big one. Um, so it's, it doesn't feel fully like the GI Joe that we, we come to know and love. But what I love about this issue is that the, uh, the original guys, the original 13 didn't really get much to do in the cartoon. So if you really want to see those guys do something, then, it definitely the, uh, the the first nine issues. When did they bring Gung Ho in and uh, Snow oh, Joe? Was 11. that ten? Eleven. Okay, yeah. 11. So this is, I mean, this is the whole team doing their thing. Um, and everybody gets something to do. That that's the big thing. Specialty, you know. Yeah. So I mean, this is it, it's the perfect first issue. It's also the perfect commercial for the toy line. Yeah, when you've got something for Grand Slam to do, you're doing something right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the last time Short Fuse does anything of note. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was my uh, one of my first joes like i had breaker and short fuse so and yeah. i i actually went and looked looked that up just to make sure that i'm not just whistling dixie on that statement but um yeah he really doesn't do anything ever again Pat, no. he's he case. could have had the it job but uh wild bill just yeah. has a better knack yeah, for yeah. Him. Well, wild uh, bill, nobody nobody swings a screwdriver like wild bill <laughs> 
<laughs> we got a virus. No problem. <laughs> it's got one in each holster right next to the Colts. Yeah. Everyone will know what this means next week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> next next Tuesday. Everyone will know what we're talking about with that next. Or the hundred people that watch it will, because they're the ones that actually know who we are. Uh, yes. Maybe the 40. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta manage expectations. Yeah, he, he makes up some jokes later when they're fixing out the Yeah, I mean he it's not that he never says anything again, but it's the it's the only time you see short fuse do something meaningful like yeah. he actually he blows up the airstrip in this one with his mortar like he does be, something be productive yeah. or, or destructive it's the last time but uh, that is uh issue number two and so that brings us to number one and if i could get a drum roll please all right it's gonna be obvious but yeah it's uh no no real no real surprises here but uh, rob go ahead and take us to number one all right it is issue 21 the silent interlude I know. There you go. Please. Knocking. This piece of crap? <laughs> but there's no denying that this is, I mean, this is the single biggest issue in the entire run. Yeah. So it's, it's a masterclass in storytelling because as you know, there are no words in this, in this issue. The script was, the script was running late. So Larry said, Hey, look, I'm going to draw the story. We're going to hack. We're going to knock this thing out. We're going to make this deadline. And there we go. So there's no words, but you know exactly what's going on at every moment because the artwork is laid out so well. Well, and then it, of course, it's Hama on pencils too. Yeah. So you know he's he he knows exactly what he wants to do, so he draws it. Um. And this is this is the also the issue that solidifies. All right, this book, the focus character now is Snake Eyes. This is our breakout character. This, this is the one that we know that's going to put butts in the seats. So here's where the focus lies. And this is where we get the you know the revelation that there's a connection between Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow by the, the matching tattoos on their on their forearm. Uh, Phil Donnelly, talk to us about issue 21. You know, it it is the most influential comic from the line. And, you know, it's, it's a funny thing because you'll keep hearing that whenever you're in this fandom and by the time you actually get the comic in hand, you read through it in three minutes, you're like, huh, but <laughs> uh, it's a comic that has, you know, a prequel, an interquel, a sequel and a full remake as well as a different frame story in the UK. So uh, obviously they did something right here. They kept going back to it. Right. <laughs> Mike Mercy, what do you have for us here on uh, issue 21? Uh, I love this issue so much. I made a motion comic of it and I put it up on my Patreon. Um, so as much as a, of a motion comic as I can with what I have to work with, but so moving frames, uh, the big thing is music and sound effects. Um, and that was just such a blast to be able to work on that uh, swords being drawn with the sound of the sword and stuff like that. I even uh, grabbed a, an audio clip of Cobra commander when Scarlet is revealed, uh, I got a audio clip of still, I wanted to stay true to the concept of silent interlude, no word spoken. So I just found a, a clip of Chris Lotta as Cobra Commander going, ah. you know, so it's like a surprise groan type of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's an issue that if if you don't know what to expect, you get through it in three minutes and you think, what a, what a jip, but it's got so much, so much substance. 
and style. Uh, it's literally one you can read or I guess look at over and over and over again and you just appreciate it or I appreciate it more every time I go through it. This is a comic book that basically, if there's anybody taking any classes in comic or sequential art, this needs to be a textbook. I mean, yeah. it's... right. Uh, I mean, it, it laid much of the groundwork that still goes through the main stories in G.I. Joe today uh, with the uh, with the Ninja Clan and uh, and, uh, you know, Snake Eyes's history and all that other. So right right there. Um, talk about far reaching effects. But I mean, this is one of the the cornerstone books of the entire Bronze Age of, of comic book storytelling. It, it can't be overstated. So I, I, I don't and want it's to... a toy tie in. And it's a and it's a yeah. toy tie-in. It's it's a, it's a toy tie-in with no words. And it's it, like it's they they've tried to do it again, and it it's kind of had the law of diminishing returns to it. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'll I'll even I'll give Hama credit in that he does silent issues better than the other folks who've tried to do silent issues. Um. It's kind of his thing. Wasn't there a UK silent issue too with uh, Storm Shadow V two? I've got this vague memory of reading. There was like a, a uh, issue eighty-five, I think, is um, uh, where Storm Shadow is basically getting attacked by Zartan and Red Ninjas. Zartan's trying to take him out before you know Storm Shadow knocks him out. And really, the only thing is they have they put in the sound effects. Okay, but there's yeah, it's still a wordless, dialogueless issue. Oh, that's the one that I'm thinking of. Yeah. And like most sequels, it failed to uh, still still good, but can't get that lightning in a bottle a second time. Right, right. It was fine. I don't want to say say that it was a bad comic or anything, but it's just this is uh, you know maybe maybe it's just by virtue of not being first, but right. this one was first, and so that's that's why it gets the accolades. That's why it earns the accolades. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's uh, that is Racktime Rob's top five comic books of uh, GI Joe: Real American Hero. 1982 to 1984 if you have uh, by all means take take the time put together your own list of top five leave them in the comments down below uh, we'll be happy to uh respond to those where was the one with megatron though rob uh <laughs> somewhere close to the bottom that's a bottom, <laughs> bottom five list and we'll get to that later. how dare <laughs> no 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 i dare yeah 21 like i said 19 was the wrap up of a previous era. 21 is the start of here's where we take things up a notch. So, yeah, yeah. 20 yeah, was 20 is a filler. 20 is <laughs> a filler. It is 21 it's, it's was basically saying, Hey, this is your main character from now on. Yeah, this this, this is the big deal right here, Snake Eyes. Ho hope you like Snake Eyes because, um, yeah, so here he comes. <laughs> and so, we'll be back with more in just a second. We're first uh, stop for a word from our sponsors, the good people of Kokomoto. Buy, sell, and trade vintage and modern toys. G.I. Joe, Star Wars, Transformers, Marvel, DC, and more. Located in beautiful downtown Kokomo, Indiana, we are open every Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5. It's a theme park of nostalgia. Join the thousands of people who have traveled from all over the Midwest for over a decade to buy and sell with us. Get your geek on. All right, and we're back. That brings us to what we got in, where we do our, our humble flexes and subtle brags about uh, the stuff we've accumulated in the last seven days, or, you know, in the case of our guests, maybe a little longer. 
Michael Mercer, you're our extra special guest. You're our planned special guest. I don't want to make Biff McConkie Donk seem less special, but he's he's kind of just last minute special, <laughs> which makes him in some ways much more special, but in other ways much much less. I'm getting mixed signals here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm just trying to freak him out. But Michael, what's <laughs> up the last couple of weeks? Uh, nothing other than <laughs> that. Uh, I. I'm covered. Right. <laughs> I'm 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 pretty satisfied, but I I got that because um, I've been waiting quite a while for it. Uh, Cerebro's Transformer. So, but in terms of GI Joe, um, nothing. Uh, it doesn't have to be GI Joe. You got something else that you're happy with? I, I got a lot of old stuff I'm happy with. Oh. So basically, uh, here we go. Let me He's let me grab it. this guy right here. Where's the fire? There we go. Ooh. <laughs> He's out there looking for the fire. Yeah, the He's distribution the the distribution around here has been brutal the last couple of months. Just nothing, nothing new at Walmart. We had a good run there for a bit, and then nothing new at Walmart or Toys R Us for mm. quite some time. We haven't seen single-carded Origins figures in ages, half a year maybe, other than Fisto and Evelyn. Um, classified is really dried up here too. Fisto and Evelyn. <laughs> Hasbro distribution around us seems to be really crappy. Yeah. Mattel seems to be getting their like the the master stuff seems to be coming through here. Um McFarland's DC stuff comes goes on regular rotation around here. Marvel Legends, uh Star <laughs> Wars, G.I. Joe. Uh, Transformers tough. gets, but yeah, I don't so yeah, not even. There, there are transformers, but they're not like it's it's the shelf filler guys. Yeah. Like how many, how how many times can they expect the city of Indianapolis to buy Bumblebee? There's well, they have. I've noticed the last couple times I've been going in, uh, they've got a lot of the legacy stuff. Like the first wave of the legacy yeah. stuff is on the shelves. Legacy yeah, skids. Yeah, skids. Uh, skids. Um... Clamoring for that one. Seen skids, seen uh, who's the the green robot? Spring, uh, Springer? No, 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 no. Uh, he was in like Transformers animated and oh, long haul or... bulkhead, 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 and Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I have seen bulkhead. I'll give give that. I've seen the, the legacy boxing on, on Galvatron. <laughs> thought just popped into my head you know when they were doing the beast wars and they said hey let's do a monkey uh an ape and call him optimus prima why didn't they go with optimus prime because too easy. Oh, it's bigger than a gorilla i would have loved that and it would have been great like had they given him a squirrel partner <laughs> ironhide is a squirrel <laughs> bumblebee or, is a squirrel bumblebee. yeah bumblebee oh my god oh, gee optimus <laughs> Well, hey there, Rocky. <laughs> oh, that trick never works. Hey, why don't you pull a Decepticon out of my hat? Oh, my God. Uh, Phil, Phil Donnelly, uh, what you got in these last couple of weeks? Well, in the last two weeks, not a whole lot. Just these two guys. Oh, cool. Mostly uh, because they can do this. Wow. <laughs> and they're shiny. Dancing He-Man and Skeletor. Sword slashing He-Man and halter top Skeletor. That's right. He's uh Chrome. he's been hitting the gym and he's showing them abs off. Belly shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh 
True 80s Thirst left trap right. Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> My abs are beyond your comprehension. Break into <laughs> break into <laughs> Skeletor. Gaze upon my six pack in despair. <laughs> Quick, Taylor, throw bread at him. Nah, carbs, meh. <laughs> Who wants a milkshake? <laughs> oh my god, carbs. Ah, no, you can't have pizza on this diet. So, so what are those actually called, Phil? Um, Terror Claws, Skeletor, and uh, Fists of Fury, He-Man. Flying Fists. Flying Fists. Of, yeah. Okay, so does he actually come with the big claws like the old guy did? He does. They don't clip on the arms very well with these uh, fins of his. Oh. But I just kept them with the uh, the simpler accessories they also were packed with. They also come with alternate hands and a secondary hand, so you can have the uh, open palms the original figures did. Okay. So you just uh, you you've gone with uh, Thunder Punch He Man and halted Top Skeletor. <laughs> I didn't want accessories flying around the room while I was doing this and having to you know spend an hour afterwards trying to find them again. <laughs> just just uh, just leave them there. The cat will get them. <laughs> if the dog gets them, you'll look like Snake Eyes. Terror Claws Kitty. <laughs> Kitty has his own Terror Claws. Right. <laughs> Let's arm the cat. Imagine, imagine consoling a kid whose dog has chewed up their action figure. It's okay. He looks like Snake Eyes now. Oh, <laughs> that, that is good, Dad. <laughs> Eyes yeah, all. Yeah, we man. finally got you that Two Face figure. When, uh, <laughs> when, when we were kids, uh, our our dog used to love to steal Destro, and she wouldn't chew him up, but she would just catch the like. I I think just saw the shiny. Yeah. shiny dome head and just was like I, that that's the gi joe i'm gonna run off with this is mine now right <laughs> well that he-man that phil has has chrome like chrome armor chrome gold so. right so that that, that dog be careful all- and he's blonde so you you if you're not careful you might have a snake eyes he-man figure there there you go right it's cool it comes with a second hand it's in the shock expression <laughs> he's being eaten alive <laughs> oh this hurts Rack time, Rob. What'd you get in? Uh, let's see. I got issue four of Saturday Morning Adventures, and beyond that, mm. still waiting on four waves full of pre-orders for GI Joe Classic. Ain't that the truth? Um, yeah. <laughs> somebody send me something. It's good toys, bro. It's good toys. Uh, an alley viper, a bat, anything. Yeah, it's uh, it's getting to be kind of a weight on some of this stuff. I, I did. Uh, I did actually get uh, a couple of things. I don't know if I don't know if Flash made the last week. Did did I talk about Flash last week? I don't remember. I think so. But anyways, there he is again. And then of course Beachhead number forty six got in the oh house. Oh my god! Hey, the party and the Flash hey. mob. The beach horde grows. <laughs> this guy he looks complete at first glance, but then i realized that that's not a that's not an an ammo pack that is an accessory pack oh, a guy's satchel bad deal yeah that's you've all been right. hoodwinked that's okay you've i been cuz cuz the price on it was lower than normal so okay. I, i'm not too upset about it he has the crotch yes okay, uh, and we're at the crotch. Point now we're like it's the 46th one so 
like weirdos and oddballs are accepted. Yeah. Like we're, we're good with that. Weird weirdos and oddballs are okay because so that means I can at least tell them apart. <laughs> right. Uh, Andrew you... says uh, week thirty still no target classified Tiger Force outfit figure. Those target exclusives have been pending on my credit card now for months as well. So we yeah we. Get you. But uh, but yeah forty number forty six. On the on the beachhead bunch. Do you have any of the beachhead V two? I do have. I have one from. I have a ninety four or whatever the second one with the the yellow, yellow vest. That's ninety four. Okay, yeah, ninety four. It's not a bad uh, version of them. It's it's not. I, I like the ninety three one with the black vest better, but I actually, strangely enough, don't have one of those. I'm glad he's still wearing the mask, and they didn't decide to go blonde with a handlebar mustache and a ponytail. <laughs> You're more of a fishnet mask, so you might be wearing I'm somebody's waiting, legs. I'm just waiting for the one that has a Colonel Sanders head. Or <laughs> yeah, that one that came with the mainframe in the 25th anniversary with his weird Fu Manchu and faux hawk. I'm sitting there going, "Really? That's what you think, Beachhead? The 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 by the numbers drill instructor guy is going to have that going on under the mask? Yeah, yes." I don't see it. Call call me crazy. I didn't see it. You're anyway. crazy. Yeah. I thought he'd look just like Bob Backlund. I mean, you'd think so, but he's probably a little too tall to be Bob Backlund. Yeah. You know, Bob Backlund was not a... And Bob was a captain, not a sergeant. Exactly. Uh, Bob, Bob understood the value of taking that commission. But... <laughs> Uh, time, time for shout-outs as we wrap up. Uh, uh, Phil Donnelly, who are we shouting out to this week? As always, we're shouting out to Patrick Stewart, my other half on Articulated Points. Uh, as stated, you can find links for it below in the description. And also, uh, shout-out to my dad, because it's Father's Day on Sunday. So, uh, heads up if you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Mercy, who are we shouting out to? I want to shout out to my dad too. That's a good idea, Phil. Um, <laughs> love you, dad. I don't, I don't know if he's watching this, but love you, dad. Uh, he's an old soldier and he, he taught me a lot uh, of valuable stuff. Um, who else? Hans Chow was in the chat there earlier. I want to shout him out too. Very talented artist. Did a great sketch of Sergeant Slaughter recently of uh, Sarge with his little slaughter daughter. It's just a, it's a really sweet picture. He's going to be coloring it pretty soon, but uh, yeah. Check out Hans underscore Chow on Instagram. There you go. Rack time, Rob. Who we shout out to? Ah, uh, definitely shout out to all the fathers out there, including ours, and to the Peanut Gallery. Thanks for for tuning in today. I think they're more like an almond gallery. Yeah, a little classy. Oh, you, have a, you have an allergy or something? No, no, just <laughs> just a little little classier, a little little. More only, <laughs> this is what happens Mac. when you don't have subscribers on your channel, Michael. This is what Mac Macadamia <laughs> Nut Gallery. People show, people show up in the live chat and they behave. It's really weird. <laughs> we're the we're the mixed nut gallery. <laughs> the hazelnut gallery. But uh is that it, Rob? Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give a shout out to our, our missing hosts. Uh first off, <laughs> To the hot show, Mark Weber, who's uh, on vacation with his family. V1. Uh, 
celebrating <laughs> celebrating Father's Day with with God forbid, you know, his family uh, out in Bend, Oregon this week. So uh, visiting the the stomping grounds for the old love of beer. Uh, give a shout out to Joe Colton, who again last minute scratch because uh, her neighborhood can't seem to get its power grid straight. Um, so they had uh, you know bad weather last night, and so the the power grid was up and down, and then the, the her internet service was up and down, and so we we Joe Colton profusely apologizes for not being with us this evening, but hey. Joe Colton not being here meant that Phil Donnelly of Articulated Points. Hey. Uh, give a shout out to our guest hosts, of course, Phil, who we just mentioned, and, and Michael Mercy, who you can find uh, a link to his YouTube channel in the description down below. Although I would guess if you've already, if you're a subscriber here and you're watching this, you probably already know who he is. So I'm retired, though. Right. right. <laughs> this is the first time you've been on camera in 14 years, isn't it? Uh, I'm I'm pulling a Terry Funk. I'm retired. <laughs> Until- I just want to say that what's on Joe mind, number one, forever, 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 forever. I don't think you know that Funk promo. <laughs> forever. When he retired in Japan, I think it was in 82, he grabs the mic and says, like, I love you forever. Oh, my God. You got you to gotta check it out. People in the chat too. If you're wrestling fans, check out just search Terry Funk forever, and he just starts screaming the word forever, and he gets more and more and more worked up, and he's oh my god, powerful stuff. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior watched it and went, "Calm down, dude." Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna go be a bit player in Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. Re- remember when we're done? I'll tell you my Terry Funk story. Ooh. But, uh, give a shout out to everybody who's uh, watching us live. Remember. If you're catching us on YouTube tonight, uh, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel. Uh, that's the thing you can do to help us out the most is like and subscribe and, and watch our videos. Can they uh, love it? Really? I mean, you can love it, but technically, you know, liking is, is as far as YouTube lets you go. Well, they're encouraging people to be less passionate about things like your show. Right, it's it's kind of like loving, but above the clothes. Yeah. And, um, but uh, yeah, so uh, if you're watching us on Facebook, uh, please go ahead. Give us some kind of a reaction. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a heart. Give us a little huggy guy because uh, we do love little huggy guy. Uh, but there too. That's love. Take take a there moment. You get yourself over to YouTube. That's where you can help us the most. Um, give a shout out to, of course, our dad uh, and to dads everywhere. To any dads who are watching this, we we appreciate you. Uh, Torpedo Mike comes to mind because you know he he sent us proof that uh, that he's a dad. Aww. So we we know that's the truth, and and of course any of the rest of you as well. But uh, that's it. You know, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. It's another two hours down on the What's on Joe Mind team stream. Thanks again to, to Phil and, and uh, Phil from <laughs> Points and Halter Top Skeletor, uh, and to Michael Murphy from his YouTube channel. Forever, uh, forever, <laughs> forever. <laughs> We'll be back next week with uh, with a healthy dose of Joe Colton and Joe Slepsky for the Joe on Joe podcast. Uh, so until next Friday at 9 p.m., uh, have a great rest of the weekend. Uh, what's, uh, uh, take care of yourself. Be safe. And yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. <laughs>
Oh, 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 oh.